Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball. This is the podcast where we talk about baseball 52 weeks out of the year. There is no off-season, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from a Sully Baseball studio in Pasadena, California, overlooking the historic Rose Bowl. Well, 2017 is wrapping up, and it's not been my favorite year. Uh, personally, it's been a year where there's been some ups, some downs, and some pretty big downs along the way. But, you know, sometimes you got to take a step back and look at some of the stuff you've achieved and look at some of the positive things that are going on in your life. And when you start adding things up, you think, ah, do you know what? Things aren't so bad. And it's it's something I do from time to time. Because, as I said, there's, there's been some rough parts of this year. And so I force myself to sometimes write out, like get a, get a steno pad and write out the stuff that you got done this year, that you've gotten done for, I've been around for four and a half decades. And what have I gotten done in my life? And you think, I've done this. I've done that. I've had everyone who gets really down on themselves and really starts to criticize and, and, and handpack. If you start to think, well, let's just stop and think what I've done. Stop and think what I've gotten done. And I bet if you do that, it's a good exercise to do. You sort of you write out, where do you go to school? Where did you accomplish professionally? What have you accomplished personally? What are things you've got done? What are things you've checked off of your to-do list in life? And I bet if you just do that every once in a while, you'll look up and you say, huh, it's not so bad. Because part of the problem that we have as, as a society and as people is that sometimes we focus so much on beating yourself up. I don't know, maybe this is a bullshit New England Puritan thing. Me being a native New Englander, maybe that's in our DNA. I don't know. You know, I'm not a, a religious person. I'm a, I'm a lapsed Catholic. Maybe, it's a, maybe there's some sort of gene in people who were born in, 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 in Catholic lineage that makes you feel like, no, don't feel too good about yourself. Don't feel too good about yourself. Maybe that's the case. But you do, I've done this from time to time when I'm starting to get really down on me. And I said, right there, Sully, what have you done? Just, what have you done? And then you think, I think about some of the stuff I've done professionally, some of the TV shows I've produced on, got my Emmy nomination that I got for San Francisco Public Television producing there, and yeah, I've written for this magazine. I've appeared on that show. The the podcast. It's not. You know, I've been beating myself. Oh, it's not daily anymore. But I still do it a lot. And there's still people floating down the river. Sully got a nice family. Got kids who love me. Got parents who love me. I got people who listen to me. Got a great brother. Got a great sister. Sisters in law. You know, like just. Give yourself some credit. Check things off your list. 
And and maybe for some of you, I know for a fact, some of you who listen, who who write me, you know, via the Twitterverse or via Facebook or via email or whatever, I know some of you had some down time this year and you're like, you know, you were happy that the podcast was still there churning out. But give yourself a break every once in a while. Because, you know... It's one of the great things we have about social media and everything is we get to keep track of people. We get to, to keep in touch with people in easier ways in, in the past. But one of the downsides is you tend to only share the good shit. I, you know, I had to go to the hospital at one point today for, uh, or at one point this year for a pretty scary medical thing that happened to me. I wound up in an ambulance. There were some things going on in my personal life that I've alluded to that haven't been, you know, funky and, 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 and happy. There's been some health things going on in my family. I, you know, there's been things going on with my job and, my, and, 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 you know, one job ending and trying to find a new one. And I don't post that. Hey, Facebook, my job ended. I had a job for four and a half years, and the division got sold off, so I don't have a job there anymore. Here's a picture of me leaving. You don't do that. I mean, I, I take a selfie in the ambulance. Hey, everyone. And so you, I remember those specific things. But when I see some of my other friends, and they're posting, hey, here I am. I look perfect. My job is great. I looked in the mailbox. There was an envelope with $40,000. Turns out I'm getting that every day. Looks like my cholesterol's down. Have a great Easter. You know, you think everything's going perfectly with your friends because you're only seeing the good parts. And if you're a schmuck like me, you're only downplaying the good parts and you're accentuating the bad parts. And that's a shitty thing to do. And if you take a step back, you can see some of the positivity in your life. Of course, there's going to be negativity. Nobody is all positivity. Not even Tom Hanks. Everyone has moments where they're like, oh, geez, I wish that didn't happen. Or, oh, this was a bad point, this, that, the other thing. Oh, I, you know, I made that mistake or I shouldn't have spent money on that or I shouldn't have been in Bonfire of the Vanities. You know, stuff happens. But if you sort of take a look at your life and you're seeing it's more good than bad, more positive than negative, more things to be happy about than to be sad about. I need to do that all the time. And I have a feeling a lot of people who listen to me need to do that too. And I have three names. Three names of people who are baseball players. Yeah, I'm bringing this back to baseball. I'm going to say three players' names and sort of we realize if I say these three pitchers' names, or three pitchers who pitched as recently as last year. Two of them played on teams that won the division. And if I say these three names, you may either shrug or I don't know what your opinion will be. But here, let me just say them. Edwin Jackson, Edinson Volquez, 
Francisco Liriano. We can learn a lot from those people. Think about what happens at this time of the year in the offseason of baseball. You're either A, talking about you know, free agents or potential trades, and, oh, this person would be a good fit here, this person would be a good fit there, and people are picked apart and analyzed and this, that, and the other thing. Maybe sometimes we're talking about awards, like you know, who won the MVP, who won the Cy Young Award, and everything like that. But maybe, just maybe you're talking about the Hall of Fame. And with the Hall of Fame, you're talking about a standard that's so high in the stratosphere that everything has to line up perfectly. It's not just you're putting up the great numbers. It's not just you're, you have October glory along with it. But you have to do it where your drug tests come out perfect. So you could be, or we could be debating Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds. We could be debating whether or not you know, Chipper Jones will belong in or whether or not we should have Gary Sheffield in there or Mike Messina or Kurt Schilling. You know, with Kurt Schilling, he does no failed tests, puts up Cy Young caliber season after Cy Young caliber season, wins an MVP in the postseason with both the Phillies and the Diamondbacks, pulls out a heroic world championship with the Red Sox, finishes his career with a second world championship with the Red Sox, but people may not vote him because they don't like his politics. Everything has to be perfect. Perfect. And it brings me to Edwin Jackson, Francisco Liriano, and Edinson Fulkas. All of them are veterans. All of them are probably younger than you think. They're all in their mid-30s. And if you think about them, if I said, hey, do you know who I'm putting on my pitching staff this year? I'm putting Edinson Volquez, Francisco Lariano, and Edwin Jackson. You probably roll your eyes. You could get any of them on your team with an invitation of spring training. And if they happen to make the team, fine. If I mention it, I said, yeah, you know, there's an injury to the pitching staff. They could fill in for a few weeks. That's probably how you think about those pitchers. Not difference makers. Just bodies. And if I said, what kind of careers did they have? What kind of careers did they have? I don't know. They've pitched a while. They're hangers-on. They're survivors. They're people who, you know, the back of their baseball card is super cluttered. You sometimes can't remember, what the hell team are they playing for? You know, what teams did they all play for? Volquez played for the Marlins last year. Liriano played with the uh, Blue Jays and eventually the Astros last year. And Edwin Jackson, I actually, I'm doing this goddamn podcast. Sorry, Ray, and I have to remember this. That's right, he pitched a handful of games with Baltimore before finding himself in uh, another tour of duty with the Washington Nationals. Let's take Edwin Jackson first. Edwin Jackson's been pitching since 2003. 2003, and he's, he's, been, he's logged 15 seasons, at least, you know, in 2003, he only pitched in three games. He was a highly touted prospect with the Los Angeles Dodgers. He's now played 15 years in the major leagues, and he's only 33, and he has the type of career, he may pitch five, six, seven more years. 
he'll be one of those people who say, God, he's pitched 20 seasons, but yeah, yeah. The only time he's ever led the league in anything was losses. He lost 18 games with the 2013, um, who, did, who the hell did he play with in 2013? I have to look that up. They're the Cubs. Um, you know, some of the people, you know, he's been involved in huge you know, trades, multiple team trades. He was in the trade that sent Curtis Granderson to the Yankees and sent Max Scherzer to the Tigers. And, you know, just those massive trades, a massive trade between Toronto and the Cardinals that through the years he's played with the, I mean, he's played with the Dodgers, the Rays, the Tigers, the Diamondbacks, the White Sox, the Cardinals, the Nationals, the Cubs, the Braves, the Marlins, the Padres, the Orioles, and the Nationals again. And he has had, along the way, uh, a handful of okay seasons and some a lot of years where he's just serviceable. Or not, sometimes not even that. I mean, last year he finished with a 5.07 ERA with the Nationals. He finished with a 5.89 ERA with the Padres in 2016. Chances are, mentioning Edwin Jackson's name gets the proverbial roll of the eyes. Jeez, he's still collecting a check? That guy? Meanwhile, let's go over to Edison Volquez. Edison Volquez, who pitched with the Miami Marlins last year. And, you know, what did he do? I mean, he's, he also has bounced around with the Rangers the most famous thing about him is that he was traded from the Rangers to the Reds in the trade that sent Josh Hamilton to the Rangers. And it was considered, oh, man, the Reds got fleece there. Uh, pit stops with the Padres, the Dodgers, the Pirates, the Royals. And then last year, he pitched with the Miami Marlins. And then we go to Francisco Liriano. And Liriano, who was one of the top pitching prospects in baseball before missing all... And, oh, it just sort of... Volquez has pitched 13 years. Liriano has also pitched for thir- over 13 seasons, but keep in mind, um, one of those seasons was washed out. 2007, he completely missed after having Tommy John surgery. And he's bounced around. Bounced around with the White Sox, the Twins. He was in the Giants organizations, the Pirates the Blue Jays, and he found himself with the Houston Astros last year where he was a little bit of the Maytag repairman. You know, he appeared in, it, it, he would, was, it took forever for him to really get into one of the World Series games. He ultimately got into two of them. Uh, and he took the loss in the Division Series. The Red Sox clobbered him over uh, two-thirds of an inning, and he took the one loss to the Red Sox along the way. So, why am I bringing these three up? Why am I bringing these three pictures up in the context of look at your life and the positive and add up the positive? Why am I specifically bringing these three journeyman pitchers who bounce from team to team, who are all probably going to pitch next year, and they'll probably all land in a spot where you're like, geez, that's that. Is that the same Edwin Jackson? Geez, Francisco Liriano still picking up a check? Edinson, Volkes, my God, I thought he was out of the game. I bet you'd think that with all and, and not give their career a second thought. But let's give their career a second thought for a moment here. 
Let's review something that they've all done. First of all, as I said, they've all pitched over a decade in the major leagues. You've, they've all churned in just about a decade and a half of major league service. You can't do that and not look in the mirror and go, hey, I stuck around. I got to play alongside some great players. I survived. That's true. They have. I'll tell you another thing that they've all done. They are all former All-Stars. Yes, you can be an All-Star on a team when it's like, oh, we need to get a Pirate this year. We need to get a Devil Ray this year or whatever it is. But do you know what? F that. They all get to call themselves All-Stars. And that's the truth, Ruth. Francisco Liriano was an All-Star in 2006 when he was a, uh, a rookie phenom. The year after tr- being traded to the Reds, when Josh Hamilton was tearing it up, guess what? Anson Volquez was named to the All-Star team that year. And in 2009, when the Tigers were contending, Edwin Jackson was an All-Star pitcher for that Tiger team. So yeah, yeah, you may not like it, but they were all All-Stars. They're, you say, well, what do you say about these guys? Well, they are all pitched a decade and a half in the majors and were good enough to at least one year to stand alongside the elites of the game. Well, that's pretty cool. What else do they all have? They've all thrown no-hitters. Francisco Liriano tossed a no-hitter about, about 10, 11 years ago. Edwin Jackson threw one of the ugliest no-hitters in the history of baseball. But guess what? As Doc Ellis said, it was a no-no. He walked a ton of batters. He hit a ton of batters. He threw about 4,000 pitches. But he threw a no-hitter. And guess what Edison Volquez did last year? He tossed a no-hitter for the Miami Marlins. So you get these three pitchers. Edison Volquez. Edwin Jackson, Francisco Liriano, 15 years, roughly each one in the major leagues, all-star, no-hitter. Huh, that's something else. Guess what they all also have done? Guess what they all can put on their resume and more specifically put on their goddamn finger? Sorry, Ray. They're all world champions. That's right. Edwin Jackson was involved in that wild, what was it, 600, 700 player team trade between the the Blue Jays and the Cardinals down the stretch in 2011. That Cardinal team somehow made it to the postseason when the Braves fell on their face. They beat a Phillies team, which was the best team in baseball. They beat a really good Milwaukee Brewer team and, a, and an under, underrated Brewer team. And then finally got to the World Series, got to within one swing of losing the World Series twice in one game, but they came back. Now, Edwin Jackson, who was part of the wild Tampa Bay Rays team that somehow made it to the World Series but lost, Edwin Jackson was on that Cardinals team. And he came in, he started one game in the World Series, lost, lost his game, but the Cardinals won it. 
Edison Volquez, who was the Pirates pitcher when they lost the 2014 uh, wildcard game to the eventual world champion San Francisco Giants, signed that year with the Royals and was part of the Royals team that steamrolled all the way to the World Series title and wound up beating the Mets in the World Series. And that year, Edison Volquez wound up going 13-9 and with Kansas City and uh, winning a game in the ALCS and starting a pair of games in the World Series. He didn't get a decision. And then, of course, this last year, Liriano was acquired from Toronto midway through the season from by the Houston Astros. And a lot of people complained, including, I, you know, it was the undercurrent was the Astros needed to make a bigger move than picking up Francisco Liriano. And eventually they did when they wound up trading for Justin Verlander. Liriano was put into the bullpen, was kind of a mop-up man. He appeared 20 times. He didn't finish many games. He didn't start any games. He wound up pitching less than an inning per start, uh, per appearance. So he was brought in to face a batter or two, had some limited success. But in the end, he got some big outs in the World Series, and he now has a World Series ring. So think about those three pitchers who I had said at the beginning, if I had mentioned and you were a baseball fan at all, probably would think about, like, well, so what? Yeah, they're kind of a humdrum. Really? What do you say about someone who's pitched 15, you know, in the teens in the major leagues, stuck around for a decade and a half, made millions of dollars along the way too? Yeah, yeah, they all get checks with two commas in it. They have a World Series ring, all-star game appearance. They've thrown a no-hitter, had that moment of glory. And whatever they do moving forward, because they're all young enough to keep pitching for a few more years, that they'll all probably wind up ending up with 15, 16, 17 years in the majors. Money, championships, glory of a no-hitter. I bet if I came up to anybody, anybody who gets drafted, even if they're the number one pick overall, ask Mark Appel how fun that could be. Ask Matt Bush how fun that could be. And say, hey, you're the number one pick overall. How are you going to turn out? How are you going to play in the majors 15 years? You're going to throw a no-hitter? You're going to make the all-star team? You're going to win a World Series title? You would think that person would start walking around and crowing like a peacock. Because he said, I checked everything you would want in terms of Metrics of success, even in a superficial way, what else do you want to accomplish? How can you criticize someone who was able to check all those things off the list? And say, oh, he's throwing a five ERA and this, that, and the other thing. Oh, great. Just focus on the negative. Let me focus on the positive. Look at your life the way I look at Edwin Jackson. Francisco Liriano, and Edison Volquez. It's important that we do that. You know, this is the end of the year. You know, it's going to be a new year in just a few days. 
And it's always a good time to kind of turn the page and hit the proverbial, proverbial, easy for you to say, I'm not even going to fix that. The proverbial reset button in life. And I get that. And sometimes what you have to do is to sort of say, yeah, I'm going to hit reset and make things better. And maybe one of the things you have to do is look at your life the way I just looked at those three pictures. If you focus on the good things and add those together, describe yourself in that way. Don't describe yourself as unemployed, fat, ugly, failure, or whatever. I'm, I'm saying this podcast into a mirror. You do know that, right? Then maybe this is how you look at your life and how you look at yourself. And maybe you could start walking around and crowing and having the parts of your life where you're, that you've accomplished and give yourself credit for that instead of constantly bucking yourself down for the stuff you haven't done. If I were Edwin Jackson, Francisco Lariano, or Edson Volquez, my chest would be out. I'd be thumping and saying, hey, let me tell you what I've done. And maybe that's the way we should go through life. Don't ignore the stuff you want to do. But don't throw away the stuff you've done. This has been a podcast which has been as much as a monologue to myself as it is advice to anyone else on try to how to live your life. Live your life the Volquez Jackson Liriano way. It's a good way to live. So go to sullybaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Trying to find a better way to looking at life. This has been the Sully Baseball Podcast. Towards the end of the year of 2017, I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.